Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back in Perloff, welcome to the show. College football playoff, Perloff, playoff, Perloff. New number one. Yeah. Georgia leaps over Ohio State. That was the big shakeup that happened. Uh, besides that, there were some shakeups a little bit lower down in the rankings, but it was a little bit predictable. Yeah. And I think the the most notable thing right now, and this could change depending on what happens in the coming weeks, but there is nothing right now that Alabama can do to jump Texas right now. Okay, so they have kept Texas at seven and Alabama at eight in all three of the rankings. And I think that's the right move. However, if Alabama does beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I think they will jump Texas. I'm not saying that's right. Right. I'm saying they will. I think they will jump Texas, even if Texas wins out. So I watched Brooke Corrigan, the head of the committee, talk last night, and he said something really interesting. He said, Obviously, winning matters. We look at wins first. He said, we do count head-to-head very seriously. So why would he say that? If he's talking about Texas he's talking Alabama. about Texas goes into Alabama and wins by 10 points. If it was Kansas State or Baylor, that wouldn't matter. I just, I think it's, yes, normally, of course, Alabama beats Georgia. There's no doubt Alabama's in. They're dying to get Alabama in. But Texas is one school that's so fascinating to people. They're very, very popular going back to the Vince Young days. Of course. It's a huge national program. And they won in Alabama. I know it's early in the season, but why are you scheduling these tough out-of-conference games, which college football wants you to do if they don't count for anything? I think it's going to be a much harder decision than I think some people think. Okay, so I think that Alabama is a much different football team than it was early. It's so not, what? Well, I mean, I don't know if that's going to end up mattering. Probably not, but... They lost by what? It was double digits, right? They lost by 10. By 10. So that's a convincing win they had in Tuscaloosa, but Alabama is a different team now, and I don't know if that factors in, especially if they beat Georgia. Now, for Florida State, that one win over LSU to start the season is definitely their best win, and it was the first win of the year, and they continue to put FSU in the top four. Well, of course. I mean, if you're undefeated, you're getting in. If Washington goes undefeated, they're in. So you could have three undefeated teams. Uh, You could have four undefeated teams. Georgia's undefeated right now. They're number one. Then Michigan and Ohio State both undefeated. Uh, Washington's a five, and they're undefeated. So that's not the argument. The argument is what's going to happen with one loss. And don't discount the fact that Oregon is ahead of Alabama and Texas. That's a good point. The committee might look. Oregon, I think you could make an easy argument, is playing better than anyone right now. They're just shellacking people. So it's it's very complicated. I think the committee is facing an almost impossible dilemma. I think they're going to get destroyed by some fan base this year. Whoever well, gets left out, I think it's going to be one of the worst 
worst defeats the committee's ever taken. I think they're going to be just ridicule to the end of the day every day because they're going to have to leave out two great teams this year very possibly yeah i mean that feels like it kind of happens every year like not like this someone has like major major beef but i guess i would say for oregon listen oregon their second best game in terms of resume is a loss now they have what they call good losses you know good losses is how a lot of like sec teams still stay ranked and stuff like that because they're lose and it's close and so you get credit for that so the best wins that Oregon has of course is Utah Colorado can you call USC like a great win you definitely have a Heisman Trophy winner that's on one side but the defense is a sieve better than Colorado that's a and then team. you've got a three-point loss to Washington right but in this scenario they beat Washington it will be number five so the only way they're getting there in the Pac-12 title game if they what does that win over Washington do I don't know, because if Alabama beats Georgia, that win is going to be probably looked at as right. being better than Oregon's win over Washington. Yeah, I know. I, I think is everyone I, with I us agree. still? Yeah. Everyone got all, got all that? Take some notes? So I think Oregon does get left out for that very reason. But Texas uh, will, if they win out, has a couple wins. They could add another. They've beaten a bunch of ranked teams. So they're going to have a great argument, too. To me, the most interesting scenario is Texas fan base and Alabama's fan base going at it. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't, and I and saw don't forget a, the Oregon fan base. I mean, we know we're on in Oregon. We've got a loyal audience in Oregon. And I think they would be ticked off as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. But Texas and Alabama, oh, man, that would be fun to see. There was a picture last night of the committee meeting in Grapevine, Texas yesterday. What do they talk about? There's just there's nothing on this week to week. What what can they possibly say that makes any difference? Because they're just going to change their mind at the end of the season anyway. You know what they're doing is they're just waiting for stuff to play out. I, I think that they can say yeah. whatever they want now. They're going to stay really flexible on what they say, and some things are going to mean one thing today and not tomorrow. And then they're hoping, probably dying, for some of these teams to just lose. It's not, <laughs> so not, not going to happen this win. year. Florida State's not going to lose. No, I don't think so. Michigan and Ohio State, they're both going undefeated into their showdown at the end but of the season. But that's easy, Michigan and Ohio State. Whoever so got, loses that game, yeah. you're out. That that right. seems like an so obvious So you got one. two no-brainers. Florida State, and I think is a no-brainer, and Ohio State-Michigan. Then you got... Washington. Yeah, you have all the conference winners. Does conference, winning a conference mean anything to you, Maggie? Well... Does it mean anything to the committee? Don't ask me. Yes, sometimes always, it does, sometimes it doesn't. They always talk about winning the conference, so now they're going to be put to the test. Well, TCU didn't win the conference last year. They lost to Utah yeah. in the uh, Big 12 title. But last year, they had to, last year, there were not all these good teams. They had to stick in Ohio State because not they— Utah, Kansas State. Pardon. They couldn't—this year, there's so many more qualified teams. Last year, there was nobody. Ohio State had no right to get in last year. They lost their last game decidedly. Anyone a little bit thinking about this Washington at Oregon State this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that, Oregon State's... Anyone's all, radar up on that? Weird things oh, happen yeah. in Corvallis. Well, and, Oregon State's number 11, aren't they? They are. Yeah, Oregon State's yeah. a solid team, and Washington has looked, you know, shakier little, than you would shakier, think, right. given how dominant they were to start the season. But Washington will get... It, I th- I think, and double-check this, I think Washington gets another shot. Are they still going to get to the Pac-12 title game? So is it a must-win for them? I... I think it I is because check. I think that there's still a conversation of if they're undefeated and Florida State's undefeated. I I don't know if this has been decided yet. That four or five thing. I I, I know. Look, I'm an ACC fan, so yeah. maybe I should be rooting for Florida State. You know, I'm a Miami fan, so I hate them. I think that if you look at Washington beating Oregon twice, I don't know how you can put 
Florida State, even if they're undefeated, yeah. ahead of them. Now, but they're it may not get... matter because there will be an elimination with Ohio State and Michigan, but that may be the conversation but, that gets had. Both will get in if they're undefeated. I think there's room for right. both of them. But Washington, actually, they're they're guaranteed. I think they've already clinched the Pac-12 because Oregon State has two conference losses. Arizona has two conference losses. So Washington could lose and then beat Oregon. I mean, it's a one-loss Yeah, but we've seen the committee here. at times snub their nose at the Pac-12. Yeah, that and ironically and it's their the last, last year. season and so now who who's even going to complain to you, you know? Obviously the Washington faithful would, but th- this conference ceases to exist. I've wondered is that play into their mind the fact that Pac-12 is going away? So I think that's the easiest conference to screw. I think it's Definitely. And you could screw Texas because they're leaving the Big 12 too. You say, "Well, you know what? what the Big 12, it's great, but Let's go SEC. So I think you're right. Probably Alabama has an edge. But don't you find it weird that Texas beat them in, in Alabama and that they're going to get leapfrogged? Well, we don't know. Again, this is the big if, but. Like, if Alabama first has to beat Georgia, that's not nothing. Yeah, this that's, is oh, right, a oh, very right. tall task. If they don't beat Georgia, none of this matters. But it's, well, actually. We just don't know how many times is Nick Saban actually going to lose to Kirby Smart, I think is. Yeah, I mean. A question. Do, do you, do you know, the problem is if Georgia had nothing to play for here and they were already in, then they might take the, their foot off the gas, but they might need to win this game to get in the Final Four, too. So they're going to bring the, the full force of Georgia on them. You can't leave anything to chance. No, there's a, It's going to be really hard. At Georgia, by the way, the, I watched the committee thing last night. Everyone's saying their defense is not a Georgia defense, so maybe they're vulnerable this year more so. You can't put 10 guys in the NFL every year and still be that good, can I, you, Maggie? I, I mean, that's what I've, I've always thought it's going to catch up to them at some point, but they've gotten better as the season has gone on. It was shakier a little bit earlier on yeah. with Georgia, and now they're, I mean, look at what they just did last week. Uh, their offense is now equal to last year's defense. They're very good. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Sean is in California. Hey, Sean, what's up? Yeah, hey, um, I'll take this off the air, but um, I was just wondering if you guys would break down Florida State like you've been breaking down these other teams and see what you come up with because I don't believe they belong where they're at. And uh, I'll take it off the air. Yeah, Sean, thank you for the call. It's, you know, we said it, the best win is LSU. It's the first win of the season, and sometimes as the year goes on, do those good wins at the beginning of the season start to fade a little bit? I don't think it will for Texas Alabama. I don't think it will for FSU, LSU, but still. I mean, undefeated is undefeated. I understand exactly what Sean's saying. We we watch them play close games against pretty bad teams. The BC game was a disaster earlier in the season. They happened to win it, and the Miami game last week was not impressive. But undefeated, how do you keep an under? How do you jump a one loss team over an undefeated team? It's I think that's a very hard thing to do. Well, they also have the win over Duke. Duke was ranked at the time. You also have the overtime win in Clemson. It's not nothing. They have North Alabama left, then at Florida, and then the uh, ACC championship game, which is North Carolina. North Carolina. We oh, oh sorry, Louisville. 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 Pardon Louisville me. Right Louisville, Louisville dropped, top... dropped a spot, I yeah, saw. Yeah, but they're a top team, and that that may be what Florida State needs to get them over the hump yeah. to really convince people. But doesn't Louisville just have that one good win over Notre Dame? Yeah, I mean, Louisville was a, got really lucky to beat Virginia. I think that's why they dropped a spot. Louisville does not look great. One thing about Al, you can also pick apart Alabama's production. If you're going on strength of wins, Alabama let Arkansas, who's just firing everybody, hang around to the last play. And I don't know if the Alabama beats LSU if they don't have a cheap shot on Jaden Daniels. So it's not like Alabama has been consistently uh, amazing either. I think every and Georgia, even Georgia has had some close games. So. 
if you're going to pick apart Florida State for close games, you could do that for every contender on this list. Oh, definitely. I mean, I is there a thought I know Georgia's playing so well, but like, did they really need to leapfrog Ohio State? Well, Ohio yeah. State just coming off a win 38 to 3 over Michigan State. I mean, okay, it was close against Rutgers at halftime, but they ended up winning the game 35 16. I think Georgia should have been number one all along. They just hadn't had no strength of schedule on there. They've beat a top 10 team. Ohio State, if you're doing the eyeball, no one thinks Ohio State is playing better than Georgia or Michigan. Why isn't Michigan ahead of Ohio State now? That's a legit argument. Not that it matters because they get to play each other, but Michigan is obviously playing better. They beat Penn State a little more easily than Ohio State did. That's uh, in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Of course, we say good morning to our incredible CBS Sports Radio affiliates who we appreciate. You can always download the free Odyssey app. It's crystal clear. We're on Sirius XM Channel 158. Wronger in the chat says Michigan is the true number one. Could easily, easily make that argument. We haven't even talked about the elephant in the room is Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Well, but give me the Michigan. So they just beat Penn State. Yeah. And they beat them 24-15. Right. Which And Ohio State, this is what? They beat them by nine points and Ohio State beat them by eight? Like, it's not that I, different. I, I don't see a case for Michigan to be number one. Quite I don't either. But why is Ohio State above Michigan? I mean, Ohio Michigan, State beat Notre have, Dame on the road. Yeah, the Notre Dame win. Well, yes, but Michigan uh, common opponents has beaten everybody by more. Every single common opponent is beaten by more points All than Ohio State. All these teams are awful. Like, yeah. awful. Not even like, oh, they're okay. <laughs> like, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue. Like, none of those wins are impressive. Like, okay, you beat them by 40. Who cares? Well, that and also, it's not like Ohio State is losing or is beating these teams by that much less. Right. Exactly. You know? they're, they're handling these teams, too. Like, they beat Purdue by 30 points. They beat Maryland by 20. Well, like, that Maryland game was... That they let Maryland hang around a little tightly, bit. Yeah. Right, but, but they, but they do what they do. They hang that. around for a half, and then they put you away in the second half. And, and, and by the way, what is that Notre Dame? That Notre, Notre Dame's not ranked, are they? Are they, or where are yeah, they? Yeah, they still are. They're what ranked are they? 20, I think. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good win, but that, that didn't blow me away. I think this is the worst Ohio State team we've seen in five years. I mean, there's, they're definitely not the Ohio State that we've come but, to love. Wait, but that was Notre Dame before they lost to Louisville. Right. I mean, that, Notre, that was different then. Right, but it doesn't. I don't think they look at it like that. They look at the body of work of this team. Notre Dame obviously is not what we thought Notre Dame was. But at the time when they played, that was Sam Hartman's on a heater. Right. That was like, this is that was the biggest game of the year to date. Right, but I don't know how they look at it, but then it's revealed that they really weren't that great a team. I mean, not great. I mean, they're seven and three. They've they they're beat USC great. at home. Like they're they're fine. I mean, we're talking about Michigan wins against Purdue and Michigan State. Like what? Are, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can't take away from Ohio State. Looking at that, but it, if you look at the Michigan is just manhandled their opponents, and Ohio State is not. I think a little bit less. To be honest, to me, and maybe this is unfair, but I thought the way. Michigan even beat Penn State hurt me in terms of my eyes in terms of putting them against the top teams. Because I don't think you can beat any of these top teams running the ball 31 times in a row. Oh, old school. I loved it. There's, I thought that, I thought that was Georgia, very impressive. They're going to get their heads kicked in. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think that's how you you beat Georgia. You control the clock. That's Michigan's strength, right? Their running game. I I, I thought it was old school football. Is like Bo Schembechler was back. <laughs> I, I thought that was a dom a physical domination of Penn State. They came out there and said, "We are going to plow you over and just hold on to the ball." That was, by the way, 
What the heck happened in that game? No one's explained to me why J.J. McCarthy only threw it eight times. Well, I mean, Harbaugh suspended for that game, yeah. and you've got Sharon Moore on the sideline, and they were running the ball effectively, so they ran it 34 times in a <laughs> row. It's a hell of a strategy. It really is. 855-212-4CBS, yes. You don't think that'll work against Georgia? You think you're going to have to throw the ball a little more? You might need a couple more explosives. <laughs> Wait, so that's an interesting poll. Who do you think is a better team right now, Michigan or Ohio State? I think Michigan wins that poll hands down. Well, it's it, it's all a little clouded now too with the sign stealing. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you can just look at Michigan and be like, all right, let's just look at the resume. There's so much swirling around that team. I don't I don't view it that way. I think they were w- the most impressive team, even more impressive than Georgia this year. Okay, but think about the common opponent. Ohio State and Michigan have both played Penn State, and, and one beat it by eight points, and one beat it by nine. It's not like one team blew them out. Well, yeah, but the the way they won was different. Michigan controlled the game from start to finish. Ohio State. Kind of got a little lucky. They got a, uh, there was a fumble six by Penn State that shouldn't have been reversed. Penn State, it felt like Penn State was in the Ohio State game. I did not feel like Penn State was in the Michigan game. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. We will get to you, we promise, right on the other side. Also, another brewing hot debate in the chat right now, and obviously it's food-related. Because when you are named the Weedos. Yeah, I was about to say, we know why that is. And you're smoking that much ganj. <laughs> the only thing you can really have an expertise in, I would think, is probably food. You're saying that they're more interested in the Oreo McFlurry than how uh, <laughs> how Oregon and, and Florida State right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, they took it to a whole new level. So we'll get to that in a minute as well. You're listening to Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. <laughs> All right, Carlos is on the board today, which either means a music theme or today a pro wrestling theme. You're gonna have to help me out. What was going on there? That so, was yeah. You go ahead, Carlos. That was Undertaker throwing mankind off Hell in a Cell, uh, and that's one of uh, Jim Ross's famous calls. Uh, but it also could be used for anything, like. Draymond Green hitting a team. <laughs> yeah, well, Draymond's future is definitely professional wrestling if he wants it. He's basically doing a hybrid right now, basketball slash professional wrestling. And this has become a theme in sports with a few of our uh, biggest stars. Has Draymond ever stepped in the ring? He'd be great. Has he done He it? should. He, he really should. He totally yeah. looks like an AEW guy. Sure, let's yeah. call Tony. Tony Khan. Oh, yeah. But we I, actually can maybe make that happen. You know, I've... Listen, not to not to name drop here, but I've talked to to mankind about that. I mean, you've talked to mankind. That's yeah, awesome. We're on a first name basis, uh, and I'm and I'm proud to call Jr. a friend. Uh, I love Jr. and I. He admits like that was totally should not have done that. Like that. Oh yeah. He like he's open about it now. Like that was insane that he did it, and he's gotten so injured in his career. Yeah. It's, it- wild uh that that even happened and will never happen in the ring ever again no thankfully yeah. 855-212-4CBS uh let's get to the phones we we're talking about the college football playoff we've been talking about Draymond Green if you're just waking up just getting to it Draymond Green uh put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold last night as it was a dust-up between Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels this was between the Warriors and the Timberwolves who have played twice in like four days and um they were getting into it Mark is in Ohio it's got an hey. interesting what if. Hey, Mark. Good good morning. Uh, hear me out because uh, I've got a question about toughness. Okay. okay? I, I have a theory that the NFL changed their rules because I called Tiki and Tierney and told them when we played backyard football and if somebody used to hit with their head, we'd kick them off the field. And then they started kicking people off the field in the NFL. 
Now, so based on your huh. backyard games and the call to Tiki? Yeah, I believe Mark, that. Mark is why Denzel Perryman got suspended for three games. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. But the question of toughness or is the person tough or is he a hothead? Mm. So, like, in the NFL, I look at Miles Garrett and I'm like, think he's a little bit of a hothead and then he kind of shrinks in the big moment Hmm. like I don't know how someone gets away on television with like trying to assault someone with a helmet yeah like he could have seriously like injured somebody like perhaps even killed them this is going back to the Mason Rudolph dust up right yeah yeah but like when we look at like Draymond I'm asking do you think Draymond is tough, or do you think he's a hothead? So compare him to, like, LeBron James. Is he tougher than LeBron James? Or is, or like, the toughness, you know, Mark, it, it's kind of interesting when we talk about our athletes, and thank you, is there, like, is toughness, Perloff, the kind of thing that almost has to go, like, unspoken? Like, you know who the tough guys are. They don't, they prove it with their play. They don't have to have outbursts and go beyond and go dirty to show how tough they are. Right, but is is it... Can you be both? Because I, I feel like Draymond is definitely a hothead, as defined by Mark, but he's also super tough. I mean, no one's ever questioned his toughness. He'll, he's 6'5", and he'll go and mix up for a rebound with a 7-footer and not even think twice about it. And he also will cover a huge guy. I, I think he's both. Is that possible, or is Mark saying you have to be one or the other? Mm, uh, he's definitely uh, tough. I mean, nobody's saying Draymond's got his flaws. His shot will come and go like crazy, and he does weird things. But I, I to call him not tough seems weird to me. No, I think he's definitely tough. I'm trying to think of, like, the strong, silent type guys. You know, the ones who you know are tough but don't have to have that dirty streak. Thanks, Maggie. What? <laughs> you? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like Troy, well, Troy Palomalu? Maybe, like a Troy yeah. Palomalu. Brian, or maybe Brian Dawkins, maybe. Yeah, not Brian dir- Dawkins would be a good one. Well... Yeah, but he's so outwardly psychotic in a good way. Like, I don't right. know Vaughn Miller. Like, I think no, Vaughn's got some weird things in his past, right? Vaughn Miller's just super small and fast for a defensive end <laughs> with great bend. He's not a tough guy. He's, he doesn't take guys out. I'm like, thinking of J.J. Watt. I'm thinking of defensive player no. of the year candidates, guys. You don't think J.J. Watt's tough? Think- he's not a tough guy. Like Tough guys are like Palomalu or Bill Romanowski, guys who are looking to hurt people and intimidators. J.J. Watt was unblockable. No, I, I think there's a difference between and I Miles Garrett is not really a tough guy. I understand what he's saying. He's really, really talented, but he's not an intimidator. It, maybe I'm crazy about this. Some guys are looking to hurt the quarterback and some are not. Well, you can't really hurt the quarterback these days. Yeah. You're gonna hurt your team. If you if you want to hurt the quarterback, you're now being selfish. Yeah, well, to me, to me it's like the Draymonds is the Indomitian Sues. Like there are these kind of guys that are hot talented, hot. also clearly tough. But also clearly hot as I agree with Perloff. I think like when when the caller said I agree, I was like I think he's both. I yeah. think he's a guy that um, with the Warriors without him, like I think that they would lack that kind of physicality. He brings that to the table. But as we've talked about, he's a double-edged sword because then he goes across the line and it ends up hurting his team in the end. It's you know like Charles Barkley. You know yeah. who is a uh, Debo James Harrison? Uh, I'm sorry, the Steelers linebacker. Yeah, James yeah, Harrison. James Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a guy who was super hot-headed. But I think the Steelers needed that to intimidate opponents. He was one of the dirtiest players ever, but it worked, right? Yeah, he like, racked up hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars in fines. Right, but they, <laughs> he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Uh, I... And Vate's perfect 
was even dirtier than James Harrison, and he racked up a lot of fights. Here's a question. But he did win a lot of football games. Because we're talking about Draymond versus LeBron, so you're talking about guys who play offense and defense, and LeBron, for especially on the offensive side, is there an offensive player? Does it just have to be safeties and defensive ends? Because I think of, like, Marshawn Lynch as, like... Yeah, definitely. Damn. Brandon Jacobs for the Giants. Yeah. The way he That's ran. Well, the dirt. I mean, Heinz Ward was famously the dirtiest was the, offensive player of yeah. all, all time and a great player. Um, Juju's really super John tough. John Stockton ironically. was known as a dirty player, but also tough. tough. Yeah. Also, I mean, I was thinking about yeah. your guy, Josh Allen. Honestly, I know we talked a lot about him yesterday, but like the way he plays football, I think you not look dirty at him, though. Yeah, not no, not yeah. dirty, oh, but, but like, tough, yeah. but a tough guy who's an offensive player. Well, yeah. there's tough offensive players, then there's a crack. Crackback block guys who will hurt you. And like there's Hines a lot. <laughs> yeah, like Heinz Ward. Um, you know, they're like, remember Conrad Dobler? You guys know that name? The mm-hmm. dirtiest player yeah. of all time. He, I think he was offensive lineman, right? Bite you yeah. in the pile. So I, I, I don't think Josh Allen's tough like that. Do you think Josh, Josh Allen's I don't tough? Think he's dirty, take but to EJ's point, I think he's tough. He doles out punishment. Yeah, he, from the he quarterback yeah. yeah, he's running guys over. Like, you don't, you don't see that from Derek almost any Henry. other quarterback. Yeah. Derrick Henry, Henry, another one, stiff arming guys, yep. running through uh, guys. Once the temperature got below 40 degrees, nobody wanted to tackle Adrian Peterson at any oh. given time. They're like, yeah. yeah, here's the end zone, dude. I don't want any of that. <laughs> Break Earl, the record. Earl Campbell. Oh, yeah. Earl Campbell. Those Ultimate guys. Tough guy, maybe. Right. I think you have to be a running back or Heinz Ward. But Draymond's more, <laughs> on offense or Draymond's more like a linebacker in the NFL. Like, he is really looking to really cause trouble. No, but like LeBron chaos. is also, I think LeBron is is a, is tough, but. No, he's not. LeBron's, LeBron's tough like Odell aggressive. Beckham Jr. is tough. <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is way too big a star to be tough. I he, think that's the poll question. Is Le, Do you consider LeBron James tough? I think he I, flops too much. Or a tough guy. Or yeah, yeah. I'll bet you that's 80-20 no. But he's he's also not a finesse guy. Like, come on, the tomahawk yeah. dunks, the thundering through dudes. Like, yeah, you have the flopping a little bit, sure, but everyone kind of does that. I I still think LeBron plays with such a force. He's going downhill. Let's not let late career LeBron take away from what we saw no. early early career LeBron when he's head down to the basket. You're not stopping him. But the first commercial LeBron ever did was about how great a passer he was too. He was also he's a, just being a good basketball player. Yeah, he's a but that's not a tough guy. Carl Malone was a tough guy on the court. LeBron, I think, had too much finesse to be considered that because he's one of the great passers in NBA history. Where's he on the assist list? Yeah, he's he's up there. Uh, 855-212-4CBS. Dennis is in Union City, California has got a thought about another quarterback. Hey, Dennis, how are you? Yeah, how are you? I'm a Trojans fan. I'm very con- not only concerned about the offense and the offensive line and the defense, but mm. Caleb Williams' behavior. I don't know if you guys uh, noticed this. You probably did. Yeah. Um, he was, after the loss last week, he was crying. Yep. Uh, his mom was shielding him. And I'm concerned, you know, going forward, even into the NFL, I'm not, I'm just not sure he's NFL ready. Hmm. Uh, I I hope he comes back next year. He probably won't, but I just don't think he's NFL ready. And I'm concerned about his behavior. He's supposed to be a leader, and part of being a leader is handling uh, adversity yeah. in public. And you know, if he wants to do all that stuff, you know, the the crying, I don't condone. You know that. You know, I don't deny him that, but. Do it in private. I mean, you know, I'm I'm concerned going forward. And yeah, it's you know, I, Dennis. I, it, it, thank you so much for the phone call. And and as a Trojan fan, you're living and dying with Caleb Williams. You probably thought you were going to have see a little bit more bigger games. Quite frankly, they're seven and four right now. Not going to be in the college football playoff. And and I'm sure that's got to be disappointing. The one thing we said when he was crying that day, which I don't begrudge him. 
But I think it was like, all right, when you go to the NFL and you're the likely number one overall pick, you're probably going to walk into a lot of losing. Like, you're not going to be going to a really good program, a good yeah. franchise. So you can't take the losses that personally. No, that's a, it's a good point. Still, let's look at reality here. No one's passing on Caleb Williams. There's nobody in a long time. He looks like Patrick Mahomes. He breaks about seven tackles and throws the ball 50 yards downfield without even having his base underneath him. So it doesn't matter. He's number one. I think this is where you're right. He's got to go to the right situation. I think a coach can help with some of that. If you're in a strong locker room with a strong coach, that will all work itself out. The question is, right, is are the number one pick teams going to be that? Imagine the, the Giants, the Patriots, Chicago. I, I, I'm not sure that it's a good situation. I think you have a really good point there. Uh, Andrew Bogish is here with headlines. Good morning. Good morning again. You were just discussing this. Uh, despite nobody losing last weekend, the committee did make a change at the very top of the college football playoff rankings. Georgia is now number one, dropping Ohio State to second. The Bulldogs coming off back-to-back top 15 wins, while the Buckeyes still sitting on earlier W's over Notre Dame and Penn State. Michigan and Florida State round out the top four again, with Washington and Oregon still waiting on the outside. So the skirmish that led to Draymond Green choking Rudy Gobert started before a point was scored last night. The <laughs> T-Wolves and Warriors hadn't even played two minutes before Klay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels got together. This is hockey style. Those you know? two and Draymond got the boot, but Steve Kerr thinks Clay didn't deserve it. There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and he the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. Once things settled down, the T-Wolves ran their win streak to 7, 104-101. That's their longest in 19 years. Carl Anthony wow. Towns, 33 points and 11 boards. I'm sorry, the, Steve Kerr, a little bit unreliable narrator here, because he also said that Rudy Gobert, didn't he say Gobert had Draymond around the neck? He said he, said he had Clay Thompson <laughs> around the neck, which yeah. couldn't have been close to being true. Didn't didn't happen. But anyway. uh, The Sixers' eight-game win streak, sadly, over a 132-126 loss to Maggie's Pacers. Tyrese <laughs> Halliburton boasted 33 with 15 assists. I guess Zion bought in last night, 19 points, seven boards, five helpers. The Pels snapped their five-game skid, 131-110 over the Mavs, and the Clipper losing streak is now six, the last five <laughs> with James Harden after a 111-108 loss in Denver. It doesn't look good <laughs> for L.A. big picture right now. It looked better back in 2020 in the bubble, but Lou Williams recently revealed those clips just wanted to go home. I didn't even want to be there, and I think once we got there and we was in it, you know, I think I was in the bubble 97 days was, was how long I was there. And I think about day 67, I was like, let's get the <laughs> out of like, yeah. You know, so I think mentally we wasn't in it for the long game. We didn't really see, we didn't really see, you know, the pot of gold at the end of it. We were starting to hear the rumblings like, oh, nobody's going to respect this chip and all of that. And so I think we kind of just took our foot off the gas. That was wow. Lou speaking on Trey Young's podcast. Are so. the Clippers, it's been how many years of having character issues and mental weakness? Infinity. Because they've had talent. <laughs> I mean, they've had talent since 2010. That's a franchise that's never had tough guys. Right. Yeah. Yes. Great point. Blake Griffin did punch somebody, but he was uh, a trainer, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. He dropped a weight on him. But, no, I mean, is this the same formula over and over again where you just collect all-stars and you can't win? Aren't they the blueprint for a franchise that does it wrong? I, I, yeah. I hope the Clippers lose out the entire season right now. They're probably going to win a game or two, but yeah, no, this is the, this is the problem with with them. They just 
their building incorrectly. And then even maybe when they had things built correctly in the bubble, guys were like, this is boring. Let's go home. Okay, so two things. What I remember most about Lou Williams in the bubble was the fact that didn't he go for chicken wings? And, so, so yeah, he left. He left for a funeral. His friend died. <laughs> yes, and they were sad. like, "Okay, you can go for the funeral." But then, I guess after the funeral, he was at uh, Magic City. Yeah. Yes, uh, where the wings are apparently incredible, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. they're known for also their you know adult entertainment. Sure. And he was there online. Someone just took a picture of Lou Williams, you know, in a crowded strip club. Ordering chicken wings, yeah. but he was supposed to just go to the funeral and come back to the bubble. When we're also like peak pandemic, so right, it was like exactly. a little bit more, you know. No uh, vaccine, no nothing. Yeah, a little more controversial to be going to a crowded strip joint. But the other part is, is like, you know, you already kind of told us what you thought. Unless the funeral after party was at Magic City, which, you know, maybe yeah. someone has that written in their will would be probably fun. But, I mean, you've already told us what you thought about the bubble. The other thing I find very odd about this is like, you talk about guys who have to block out the outside noise. Y'all were literally in a bubble. How did the outside noise <laughs> of this championship not going to matter? How did that penetrate when you're all it, together? He literally said there's not a pot of gold at the end of this. No, literally there is. <laughs> they give you the Lombardi, the, the, the Larry O'Brien yeah. trophy. Like, there is gold after that. <laughs> you all get bonuses, I'm sure. Yeah, is winning. that made out of gold? I think it is. Gold plated. Yeah, exactly. I think. I, I, now, the bottom line is, though, I kind of agree with him about the bubble. We can talk about this later. Oh. I think it's shit, the Dodgers, Lakers. But these guys were, like, held hostage for, his. he said, three-plus months. That's not easy to win in that scenario. But you didn't have to travel. So what? You were away from your the, family in hotel rooms. With, no. The, the wear and tear is the, the mental the wear beating and tear is less, right? being locked into that place. The, the bubble was probably, I think, the most real basketball we've seen because it was the most – Pure. There it's are like no fans. Tournament. There's no right, which is which is, is that pure? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you, there is no other outside influences. You're not talking about guys who stayed out late at night. You know, guys who didn't go over to travel, who you know had to travel with injuries. Like all those things are gone. It's all about hoop, pure hoop. Listen, Who's the best guys out here? And that's why I think you saw some of these incredible performances. One thing I'll give you is obviously the referees probably can't be swayed. You know, right. by the home crowd. That's the one thing I'll give you, but beyond that, I think it was that's a that's an asterisk title. But it was the best shooting we've ever had in the playoffs, right? Everybody was on fire, right? And, and I love that. To me, it showed yeah. how talented these guys are. If you don't have these other outside, you know, things happening, and, you know, but everyone else had to deal with those. Like you, you're getting something like that was such unique circumstances. How can we look at it just the same? But the Lakers and the Heat have shown that clearly it wasn't just the bubble that made those teams good. I mean, the Heat just became an eight seed right. that went they did to the, the same NBA thing finals. outside the bubble that right. they did inside the bubble. Exactly. I know, but the, I'm talking Jamal about... Murray just had a great playoff run just like he did when he was in the bubble. But every other team has had to deal with hostile home crowds, has had to deal with the travel. I mean, you talk about all those Lakers-Celtics series where you're literally crisscrossing the country. I mean, I know they travel private, but they still have to do it. Well, right, yeah. but of course, but also those teams went home to their wives and girlfriends, their kids. They didn't have... They weren't trapped in hotels. They weren't eating food dropped at their front door. They had different hurdles to get over. Yeah, I think being away from your family when you're a professional athlete, you're that locked in. I think that guys lock in. Yeah, not for three plus months. Well, That's maybe a not lot. For three plus months. And I'm some sorry. guys obviously didn't care, but other guys I'm sure did. 
it's, it's, a, it's also weak for the Clippers or yeah. Lou Williams to be like, oh, we heard the bubble. We heard the championship bubble was going to be. Stop trying. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you know what? We'll give up this 3 1 lead because, you know, we're hearing that this bubble championship is not going to mean as much. Who is yeah, on that be a team? Punchline again. Yes. How is that team good? I actually. Oh, Kawhi Leonard Kawhi. was actually healthy in playing. Oh, Kawhi was healthy in yeah, that. Paul George was also healthy in playing. Like, yeah. that's, that was the most. This was the most healthy they had been in part because of the bubble, yeah. probably. They didn't have this wear and tear right. that they normally have over the course of a real Same season. with the Lakers. There's no way the Lakers stay that healthy in a normal season. And they got a, a break in the middle of right. the season. You don't think that helped Kawhi or LeBron or Anthony Davis? <laughs> Definitely. 100%. It's not uh, the same. Let's anyway. do so. Oh, it's not the same, but I don't think it was easy either. And I don't hold it against the Lakers that they won there. Same. Mm-hmm. I'm with I'm with you guys. I do think the Dodgers only playing 60 games. That's the one that, that probably has the biggest. I count that one at all. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. Uh, let's get to some top 25 men's college basketball champions. Classic in Chicago. Ninth ranked Duke fought off number 18 Michigan State, 74-65. Then number one Kansas outscored number 17 Kentucky, 87-84. Kevin McCullough Jr. 12 points, 10 boards, 10 assists for the Jayhawks. And how about those Anteaters? UC Irvine, a 70-60 win at number 16, USC. Baltimore's Brandon Hyde, Miami's Skip Shoemaker, named Managers of the Year yesterday on ice. The Stupid Panthers scored goals 63 seconds apart mid-third period to steal a 5-3 win from our Sharks. Oh. Florida's mm. now on a five-game win streak. And U.S. Soccer officially hiring Emma Hayes as the new head coach of the women's national team yesterday. Their agreement runs through 2027, makes her the highest-paid women's coach in the world. Exact numbers unclear, but it's apparently in the neighborhood of the 1.6 mil annually that Greg Berhalter gets to kind of coach the men's team. <laughs> Guys, back to you. By the way, I got an impassioned call from a hockey fan that we all know saying you guys don't know what you're talking about when it comes to hockey because you oh, had an issue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> because I'm wearing skates right now. <laughs> they said that it's when weird. I put Connor Bedard on my top five coolest athletes list, that made perfect sense that you guys do not understand what Connor Bedard is doing. He was specifically talking about you, Bogus. I wasn't here that day. <laughs> he also doesn't know Pearl Jam, right? Isn't that the yes. thing? Yes. I feel like cool people know Pearl Jam. Even though I even young people. Yeah. He's right. he's twelve years old. That's what makes him <laughs> so cool. Eight five five two one two four CBS. See you guys on the phones. Thank you, Bogish. Uh Deion Sanders responding to the Texas A and M rumors or not even rumors, the the smoke around Texas A and M. Could he be their next coach? You'll hear about it next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Well, maybe Draymond Green, the new CM Punk. Draymond last night getting it a dust up. He didn't start it. He definitely finished it. It's Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels who got into it. And then Rudy Gobert came in, kind of bear hugged Clay Thompson. And then Draymond flew in and put a chokehold on Rudy Gobert. So I think that um, qualifies as escalating things. I did see a headline. The Miz commented this summer that Draymond Green would do well in WWE. I, I don't see it. Why? He's got great mic skills. He's clearly. good, but I'm not sure he's a big enough. Like, you need a Gronk. I think uh, football players would translate better. I, I don't was know. in WWE for a bit. Yeah. yeah. I think well, the, the best McAfee. athlete wrestler might be Dennis Rodman, who was a basketball player. Well, was he? what did he do in the ring? He was good. He, he was in a taxi match. In fact, the two best wrestlers might be basketball players, him and Carl Malone. They both. I remember Carl wrest- Malone. They both wrestled, and they were in a tag team match with Hulk Hogan and Diamond Dallas Page, and they both did fantastic. 
But Dennis DDP, Robin, big yoga guy. Dennis yes. Robin was a huge superstar. Is Draymond a superstar? I don't know how popular he is amongst. I think he's notorious. Yeah. I think everybody knows. Yeah. Who, everybody knows who Draymond Green is. I mean, is he top fifty in NBA jersey sales? Though that's not. It's not about jersey. I don't think anybody's buying Robin's but jersey. It's like it's it's about it's about again. It's more about being infamous than being. Famous Pac-Man Jones wrestled like nobody knows who Pac-Man Jones. But Robin is. though is was a huge force unto himself. Of course, a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean Draymond would be good. I can't. For, Draymond doesn't need to do this. He already has a show on TNT. Isn't he already in broadcasting? No, he, and he's got the podcast, yeah. obviously. But yeah. you know, I mean, if you're into wrestling, this is always a lifelong dream for people to be part of these types of shows. And to be honest, I think McAfee's a pretty good wrestler, and he's he a was a punter. Yeah. So eight five five two one two four CBS. Uh, let's get to our daily deal. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. On. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. You believe in that? Okay, I'm just going to warn everybody. Dion is going to get linked to every opening both college and pro over the next like eight months or whatever so just you know buy a hat and hold on to it here was dion after answer answering questions about whether or not he'd be interested in the texas a&m job i want to win a game so you think I, I really do sit down and think about that kind of stuff like what what strikes me about that about myself that you guys really think i sit down and say oh yeah stevie they yeah like come on Come on, I'm good. Like, uh, we got to win. Let's let's focus on this week when we play Friday. So we lose a day of, of practice. So we got to focus. All right, there's Dion. Did he convince you with that? Um, I just don't see why he would make this move. I No, that comment doesn't mean anything. That's the kind of thing a coach says right before he leaves. Yes. But <laughs> I still or, think... Or Dan Lanning yesterday being like, I'm not going anywhere. It's like, that's exactly what people say as soon as they leave. Yeah, I think it's an unlikely... Cho- I still think it's an unlikely choice for Dion to go there because I don't think it's such an upgrade over Colorado he has to jump on that job. I, I could see it. I mean, I could see it just because you're recruiting in Texas... They're going to pay you boatloads. I know he already has money, but people who have money want more money. And going to the SEC is 
the ultimate test. The SEC of the Big Ten, that's the way college is going. No disrespect to the Big 12 or the ACC, but this is the creme de la creme and the SEC even more than the Big Ten, I guess. So, and meanwhile, I'm, I make fun of Dan Lanning. I don't know what else you're supposed to say. Like, you have yeah. to emphatically deny everything, even though it makes you look silly later on. I One name I love that's coming up. So Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, went to Texas A&M. Everybody's saying, oh. oh, they should reach out to him. That would be amazing. But there's no way. <laughs> Why would Does he anyone, do that? No one is successful in the NFL goes back down to college football. Has that ever happened? Well, you're not going to be 12 and 5 and then say, and you then, know what? I've had enough of this. Let, let me go back to being in high school yeah, recruits' I mean, living rooms and trying to convince their parents to. If you're 4 and 13, yeah, then college football looks good. But I don't think that Dan Campbell has a chance. Well, yet. I mean, Chip Kelly had a couple 10-win seasons, didn't he? With the, he had one 10-win season with the Eagles. And then went back to college. But no, no, he but had, he, was he had struggling. flamed out By in the way, NFL. Did you hear the report yesterday? Chip Kelly's going to get fired at UCLA after the USC game. It, this is a tough business. College <laughs> football. Because Chip Kelly's been pretty good there. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. No, everyone in the NFL is going to be looking for the Dan Campbell, the next Dan Campbell, which is a guy who instills a culture, has the toughness, no. the gravitas of a future player. Hold on, and also is an analytics guy. And has combined the nerd part of football and the jock part of football probably better than any head coach in the NFL. I think everyone wants the next Mike McDaniel. They're going to want, they don't think a guy who's that big can actually understand that stuff. They're going to go for Ben Johnson. Uh, they're looking for the hot offensive coordinators. Mm, I think the Campbell is the perfect mix of the two. Uh, Chris is in Patterson, New Jersey. We were talking about uh, the question is LeBron James, do you consider him a tough guy, like a tough player? We're talking about other guys, tough versus hothead. Chris, what do you have? Chris, are you there? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm right here. Ronnie Lott, number 42, San Francisco Giants. Come on. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about, yes, guys who are super tough. We talked about Troy Polamalu, Ronnie Lott. Chris, you're right. Way to catch that Ronnie because Lott, he was amazing. Ronnie Lott, Ronnie Lott cut his finger off yes. to play a football game. He did. That was the best move Ronnie Lott ever did. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> yeah, because everybody, what's the first thing everyone says? Ronnie Lott, his dude, finger. cut off his finger. First thing, when I got a chance to meet him the first time, the first thing you look at is his hands. You yeah, have to. I don't need that finger because I don't need that finger because the ring don't go on that one. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Chris, it almost seems like, and thank you for the phone call, it's, it's, it's wild. Adrenaline is crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's how you use, unfortunately, a lot of those safeties are, have now had run major problems. Absolutely. But in the 80s, there was no more kamikaze position than uh, NFL yeah. safety. That's Junior real Seau, tough. Junior Seau, another tough guy. Oh, yeah. And he was a tough guy who was like a lover on the outside, you know, very genial and, you know, very calm sort of dude. And then on the field was totally different. Maybe Palomalo is the same way. Well, I think even, but I don't think that Junior Seau, Junior Seau dominated every aspect of the game. There were some guys who were just in there to hit with their helmets. Like, remember, Eagles had Andre Waters who, yeah. who, who died. There was a lot of those guys who basically weren't as good. But Ronnie Lott was actually a dominant player. Totally. Uh, it is Wednesday, which means the Great Debate Series continues this week, in honor of the six game-winning field goals in the NFL, we're doing the greatest game winners of all time. Don't move. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.